All right, well now we are going to turn our attention to God's word and I wanna give you an opportunity to find the scripture text that we're gonna be looking at. Vamos a mirar la palabra de Dios and it is gonna be taken from the second half of the Bible, the New Testament, the gospel according to Luke, Lucas 21, that's versículos 1 al 4, Luke chapter 21, verses 1 through 4, and uh, those page numbers are from the Bibles in the back. If you need a Bible, there are some extras there. Hay Biblias detrás y la página indica donde está el texto. I'm going to be reading this first in Spanish, and then I'll read it in English. Voy a leer primero en español, después en inglés. As Martin noted, as Tony noted, we're in the fourth, a fourth message in this series on generosity. And so uh, this is going to lead us to another generosity principle today. Es el cuarto de cinco mensajes sobre la generosidad. So I'll give you just a second more to get there. And I want to remind you that this is the good news. This is the good news of our Lord Jesus. El, las buenas noticias de nuestro Señor Jesús. Y dice lo siguiente. Jesús se detuvo a observar y vio a los ricos que echaban sus ofrendas en las alcancías del templo. También vio a una viuda pobre que echaba dos moneditas de cobre. Les aseguro, dijo, que esta viuda pobre ha echado más que todos los demás. Todos ellos dieron sus ofrendas de lo que les sobraba, pero ella de su pobreza echó todo lo que tenía para su sustento. As he looked up, Jesus saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. I tell you the truth, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. Well, it was years ago that the great notorious folk philosopher Yogi Berra said, a nickel ain't worth a dime anymore. Very profound words, confusing words, you could say. What he was after was trying to say is that money isn't as valuable as it used to be. El dinero no vale más como antes. Uh, we might say in our day and age, a penny ain't worth two cents anymore. Something like that, all right? Uh, un centavo ya no vale un centavo. In fact, what's interesting is about the only useful thing that you can do with a penny these days is to put it into one of those gadgets that will flatten it and put a picture on it like you see on the screen. Hay esas máquinas que aplanan los peniques se ponen una imagen. And you can get a picture of, you know, they're in these touristy spots, right? You've probably been there and you can get a picture of the Golden Gate Bridge or of Yosemite or whatever. You put it in the little machine and it will just destroy the penny. Uh, en lugares de turismo tienen estos para que pongan imágenes de, de los lugares turísticos. Well, the interesting thing about this to me is that it actually costs 50 cents to flatten a one cent penny. I mean, try to figure that out. Cuesta 50 centavos para destruir un penny que de un solo centavo. What does that tell us? You know what that tells us? It is more valuable to people to destroy a penny than to use it. Un penny que vale más destruido que usado. Now, I want you to just think about that for a minute. If you understand, if you and I can just get a basic concept of how worthless, 
how minimal two pennies are, okay, then I think we can begin to understand how insignificant was the gift of this poor widow in Luke chapter 21. Podemos encontrar, eh, si podemos enco, eh, ver el valor que contiene un penique, pues podemos comprender la ofrenda de esta viuda. Now, the Bible tells us that one day Jesus is in the temple precincts, he's walking around, and he observes a, probably a line of people, of mostly rich people, and they're all throwing money into a box, into a temple treasury box. Jesús observa en los precintos del templo, gente ofrendando en las alcancías del templo, and they're giving to what is uh, understood as an offering that was a free will offering. Okay, this was not a, a temple tax. This was not an obligatory offering. It was supposedly a free will offering. Era una ofrenda de buena voluntad, no obligatoria. And so the idea was, scholars believe that the money that went into this box, these free will offerings that people were giving, would be collected up and they would be used to maintain and refurbish the temple building. Se usaban los fondos para, para remodelar y mantener el templo. That's what they were used for. And so this widow comes along, and she puts in, it says, two very small copper coins, kind of like these. These are two very small copper coins. Ella pone dos moneditas de cobre. Now, literally, the text says that the woman put in two lepta. Two lepta. Ella dio dos lepta. The word lepta is a Greek word that means small or thin, minuscule. Es una palabra griega, quiere decir muy chico. In fact, if you're into science, you may know that scientists have discovered a subatomic particle, okay, a little tiny particle within the atom, and they've given this subatomic particle a name, a lepton, from, from the same word. Hay una partícula subatómica que se llama un lepton, de la misma palabra. So you begin to get the idea when we talk about lepta, we're talking about something that's almost invisible. This woman has given here a gift of two lepta, and the value of her gift is microscopic. El valor de la ofrenda de la viuda es microscópico. I mean, these are the, like in our system of money, these are the two smallest or two uh, coins of Jewish origin that are least in value. Okay, these are the least valuable Jewish coins. Son las, las monedas judías de, de poco valor. And, and, and I think if the technology had existed back then, I'm just thinking in my mind, imagining here, that if the technology had been there, visitors to the temple in Jerusalem probably would have preferred to put the lepta into a little machine and to stamp it with a picture of the temple to take home as a souvenir. It would have been more valuable for them to do that. La gente hubiera querido aplanar estas lepta para ponerles la imagen de un templo. That's how small this gift is. The idea that this woman's offering of two lepta could do anything to improve the temple or to change the temple or maintain the temple, that would have been absurd. Habría sido absurda que su ofrenda pudiera mantener el templo. Literally, literally, her offering wasn't worth two cents. Su ofrenda ni valía dos centavos. But here we find Jesus watching this scene and he has a different perspective. Jesus 
has, as we've been talking about in this series, he has a higher perspective on what's going on. Jesús tiene una perspectiva distinta, más alta, and he begins to talk about this in verse 3, versículo 3. He says, I tell you the truth. This poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. Les aseguro que esta viuda pobre ha echado más que todos los demás. Todos ellos dieron sus ofrendas de lo que les sobraba, pero ella de su pobreza echó todo lo que tenía para su sustento. So in terms of financial value, this woman's gift is minimal. Okay, almost nothing. En cuanto a lo financiero, es mínimo, es nada. But Jesus is saying here in terms of the spiritual value of this woman's gift, her gift is more precious, more costly, more valuable than all of the rest. And I almost assume all of the rest combined. Su regalo en lo espiritual es más precioso que todos los demás. Why is that? Why is it that penny for penny, pound for pound, this woman's gift is greater? It's because of her generosity. Tiene que ver con su generosidad. You see, this woman, he says, put in more than the rest because the rest gave out of their abundance. Literally, the text says the rest of the people were giving out of the overflow of what they had. They were giving the leftovers, the stuff that they could spare. Los demás daban de su abundancia, de lo que les sobraba. But she, Jesus says, put in all that she had to live on. Literally, he says, she put in her entire existence. She put in to that offering her entire life. Ella dio todo su sustento, es decir, Toda su vida. And so in that sense, her gift is more. Penny for penny, pound for pound. No one could match her for her generosity. Nadie podría tener la misma generosidad. Now, this connects a little bit, I think, with something we talked about a couple of weeks ago. You may recall, this widow's gift, in a sense, is a lot like the gift of Abel. In Genesis, Genesis chapter 4. Su regalo es como el de Abel en Genesis 4. Remember we talked about Abel's gift. This woman's gift, when you think about it, is a lot like his. How? The widow's gift here is fat. Su, Dios es su mejor con grasa. She gave a fat gift. It was abundant in quality, if not in quantity. Era abundante en calidad. It was first it was everything she had. It was the first and the last and everything between. Era lo primero. And finally, let's not forget, her gift was also freely given. Dio de buena voluntad. No one put a gun to her head. No one prodded her with a stick. No one told her, you have to give this. She did it joyfully. She did it because she wanted to, not because she had to. Ella dio de buena gana, no por obligación. So while the other people that are in this line are giving out of the leftovers, or perhaps they're giving as a show, maybe they're taking a Facebook selfie as they come through the line, hey, look at me, I'm giving at the temple treasury. Los demás están dando para, para lucirse. She is giving a fat, first, 
free offering, the very best she has. Ella dio lo mejor con gracia, lo primero y libremente. And in doing that, this widow is really demonstrating the generosity principle we talked about a couple of weeks ago, which is that God deserves our best gifts. She's an example of that. Ella demuestra al principio que Dios merece de los mejores regalos nuestros. But there's another generosity principle at work here that I want to highlight today. Hay otro principio de la generosidad aquí, and it's generosity principle number four. And that principle is this. Generosity principle number four is that generosity is for everyone. El principio de generosidad número cuatro es que la generosidad es para todos. Let me repeat it again. Generosity is for everyone. Contrary to what we might often think, giving in God's eyes is not an exclusive sport that is reserved only for the rich elites, for people that play polo and horse racing. Giving isn't like that. El dar no es como el polo, un deporte solo de los ricos. Giving is not just for those who can afford it, so to speak. Giving is for everyone. El dar no es solo para los que lo pueden. And God wants us all to be a part of it. No one is excluded from generosity because their gift isn't enough. But here's the flip side. No one is exempt from generosity either because they can't afford it. Nadie está excluido ni exento. Nadie tiene excusa. How do we know that? Well, I think we find this generosity principle that giving is for everyone uh, demonstrated in the Old Testament book of Deuteronomy. Let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 16, 16. Vamos a mirar Deuteronomio 16, 16. And here we find this principle reflected in uh, a text which outlines God's expectations for the people of Israel. Habla de las expectativas de Dios para Israel. And it says this. It says, three times a year, all your men must appear before the Lord your God at the place he will choose. That's at the temple. Tres veces al año todos tus varones se presentarán ante el Señor tu Dios en el lugar que le elija, el templo. And when were they to come to the temple? Three times a year at the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of Weeks, and the Feast of Tabernacles. Para celebrar las fiestas de, la, de los panes sin levadura, de las semanas y de las enramadas. And then it says this. No man should appear before the Lord empty-handed. Nadie se presentará ante el Señor con las manos vacías. Each of you must bring a gift in proportion to the way the Lord your God has blessed you. Cada uno llevará ofrenda según lo haya bendecido el Señor su Dios. So it's very clear here. This is saying for the people of Israel that at the most important celebrations, the most important feasts, everyone had to come to Jerusalem, to the temple, and las fiestas más importantes venían al templo, and every head of household, every man, young, old, and in between, had to be there those three times a year. No one was allowed to skip. No one was allowed to say, well, I'm not good enough, or I'm not able to come. Todos tenían que estar ahí. No one was excused. 
And then it said each one, each head of household is to come with their hands full of an offering for God. Cada uno vendría con las manos llenas de una ofrenda. No one is to be exempt. No one is to come empty-handed. And what kind of gift were they to bring? Here's the interesting part. They were to bring a gift in proportion to the way God had blessed them. Hay que dar según les haya bendecido el Señor. That word proportion is where we need to camp a bit. That is talking about something called proportional giving. Se trata de dar según la proporción que uno tiene. In other words, it's giving in proportion to what God has given you, to what you have. It's giving in proportion to the pie that you have. Some people have big pies. Some people have little pies. It's not how big your pie is that matters. It's how much of your pie you give to the Lord. Se trata cuánto de tu pie das al Señor. Let me see if I can give you a couple of examples. For some of us, for example, to come before the Lord with a gift of $20, that's nothing. Para algunos es nada dar 20 dólares. Why? Because $20 represents just a very thin slice of their pie. You understand? $20 for some people is like giving two cents. Not a big deal. But there are others for whom $20 is a huge portion of the pie. And to give $20 is all that that person could give, maybe more than they could give. Para otra persona, 20 dólares serían una gran porción del pie más de lo que podrían dar a veces. Here's another one. For some to come before God and, and give a gift of $300, that seems like an impossible dream. That's a whole week's worth of pie. That's a lot of stash and a lot of cash. Para algunos dar 300 dólares sería mucho, un sueño imposible. But, you know, there are some people for whom $300 is just a drop in the bucket. It's pocket change. Para algunos, 300 dólares solo es una gotita. But you see, it's not how much that counts. It's the proportion. And here's the thing. Giving that demands very little of us in proportion to what we have is less than giving that demands a lot in proportion to what we have. El dar que es menos en proporción de lo que tenemos es menos de lo que es más en proporción de lo que tenemos. And that's why Jesus says about the widow, she gave more than all of the rest. Ella dio más que los demás. Why? She put the whole pie in the box. That's what she did. Ella dio todo el pie al Señor. So the question that comes to mind then is what is God looking for from us? What is the, the standard of proportional giving that we should aim for? ¿Cuál es la medida de una ofrenda proporcional que debemos dar? That's a really good question, isn't it? And I think based on what we see in Luke chapter 21 here, I think Jesus would be pointing us to a standard is that 
the standard of proportional giving that, that we should bring before the, the Lord is that gift that costs us something. That gift that we joyfully give that truly reflects our pie. That's part of the answer. Debemos dar un regalo que nos cuesta algo. You see, it's about giving that represents commitment. Not just a giving of our stuff. You can give stuff. No se trata solo de, un, de, de lo que damos, sino de un compromiso. It's about giving that represents a giving of ourselves in love and in devotion to the Lord. So the question then becomes, what is that level of joyful giving, that part of my pie that I can joyfully put in that basically is saying, I'm putting all of me in, God. I'm all in, gladly, lock, stock, barrel, heart, soul, I love you. ¿Cuál es esa ofrenda, esa proporción que doy que muestra que estoy dando todo, todo, todo? You see, generosity is for all. Generosity is for all because what matters to the Lord is not how much we give, but rather how much of ourselves we put in, how much of our lives go into the gift. Lo importante no es cuánto que damos, sino cuánto de nosotros que ofrendamos. The widow put it all in. She put her heart, her soul, into that gift. That's what counted. Certainly not the two coins that she put in. See, I think part of what we're doing in this series on generosity is we're trying to understand the true value of things. Tenemos que entender el valor de las cosas. From the scriptures, basically we need to, to understand that you and I in the scheme of things, the big scheme of things, we're like, we're like those lepta that the, the widow gave. Somos como esas lepta que dio la viuda. Or, or if you will, let's imagine you and I, we're kind of like these pennies. Somos como peniques. You and I, in and of ourselves, we are of little value in comparison to the God of the infinitely valuable God who has created it all and owns it all. We're just pennies in the entire universe. We're just specks of dust in comparison to all the grandeur and the richness of what God has done. Somos como peniques en el universo uh, de, en comparación con el Dios infinito que es dueño de todo, no somos nada. We're pennies. And here's the thing. We are not just pennies. We are devalued pennies. We are pennies who have gone down in our value because of sin. Sin has taken our value from us. El pecado nos ha quitado el valor que tenemos. We have less value because of sin in and of ourselves. But here is the amazing message of scripture, the amazing good news that we celebrate. 
that through the gift of his son, his precious son of infinite value, through the gift of Jesus Christ, who put himself all in for you and for me by dying on the cross, by rising from the dead, God has chosen to assign to you and me who get connected to this Jesus that he's given a value that is way beyond what we deserve. En el regalo de Jesucristo, Dios escoge asignarnos un valor que no merecemos. In and of ourselves, we're less than a pair. But because of Jesus, we are assigned a value we don't deserve. And how did that happen? God took his infinitely precious son and flattened him on the cross. Dios aplanó a su hijo en la cruz. There's a scripture that I, I want to share with you that I think helps us to understand this in a different light. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 49. It says, just as we have borne the likeness of the earthly man, so we shall bear the likeness of the man from heaven. Así como hemos llevado la imagen de aquel hombre terrenal, llevaremos también la imagen del celestial. So in our sin, we bear the image of Adam, the earthly man. En el pecado llevamos la semejanza de Adán, el hombre terrenal. We're like pennies with the face of Adam. Think of a penny, not Lincoln's face there, but there's Adam's face, okay? I've got Adam's face on my life. I'm a sinner. I have failed. I've, I bear the image of the earthly man, the sinful Adam. Yo llevo la imagen de Adán como una moneda con su cara encima. But as I said, on the cross, what has God done? Through the death of Jesus and resurrection, Jesus was flattened for you and me so that he could stamp on us a new image. The image of the heavenly man. The image of Jesus. As in Adam, all die. So in Christ, all will be made alive. En la cruz, Jesús fue aplanado para que pusiera sobre nosotros la imagen del hombre celestial que es Jesús. And now we have a value that is way beyond what we ourselves are worth because of the amazing grace of Jesus Christ, the undeserved gift. God went all in for us. Dios dio todo por nosotros. The sacrifice of Jesus on the cross was way more than 50 times our value. Way more than 50 times. La cruz era más de 50 veces nuestro valor. And so you see, when you understand the true value of things, when you understand the value that God has assigned to us, do you know what that says? If you're connected to Jesus, if I'm connected to Jesus, it does not matter what's in my checking account. I'm rich. I'm rich. And I can put all in for Jesus, who put all in for me, and I still come out way ahead. Puedo dar todo a Jesús que dio todo por mí y avanzo aún. So you see what God is doing. Here's the cool thing about what God's doing with us as his people. Through the sacrifice of Jesus, he's building us together. He's making us into like a remodeled, refurbished, reconditioned temple of his presence in the world. He's building us up, the Bible says. Nos está construyendo y remodelando para ser un templo. And, and when we give, generosity is an opportunity for us to show the face of Jesus to our world. 
la generosidad muestra la cara de Jesús, amén. And again, that's not just something for some people, it's for all of us. Es para todos. Why? Because what matters is not how valuable your gift is. What matters is how much of yourself are you willing to give in thankfulness to God. Cuánto de ti mismo puedes dar. And how much in proportion to what the Lord has given to you. In 2 Corinthians 8.12, there's a verse that I think brings out this idea of proportional giving in a beautiful way. 2 Corinthians 8.12 it says, if the willingness is there, remember, the widow was willing. If the willingness is there, the gift is acceptable according to what one has, not according to what he does not have. Si uno da y lo hace de buena voluntad, lo que da es bien recibido según lo que tiene y no según lo que no tiene. So when we talk about giving, we're not talking about giving what we don't have. We're giving out of what we've been blessed with. Es dar de lo que tenemos, no de lo que no tenemos. I want to invite you to think about what you have. Often in the church, we talk about three T's that define a lot of what we have in life. Not everything, but a lot. Hay tres T que definen lo que tenemos. What do we have? What have we been given by God? We've been given time, a tiempo. We've been given talents and abilities. Every single person in this room has been given talents and abilities from God. Alguna persona tiene, todos tenemos talentos de Dios. And thirdly, yes, we've been given treasure. Of course we have. It's part of it. Y el tesoro también. And so can you recognize the time, the talent, the treasure you've been given, and on top of that, the gift of Jesus. You understand now that, that no one can say, I can come before God empty-handed. Look at what you've been given. Tenemos tiempo, talento, tesoro, y hasta Jesús. So here's the question that I want you to begin to answer as we come to the end of this series in the next couple weeks. What is that level of proportional giving that is going to express for you that you are giving all of your life and not just the leftovers to Jesus Christ. ¿Cuál es ese nivel de, de una ofrenda proporcional que expresa que estás dando todo y no solo los sobros al Señor? What's that level you can joyfully give that's saying, I'm putting it all in. I'm not just giving you the leftovers, God. You're not just getting the pocket change of my life. In other words, uh, what is that level of joyful giving that is going to show you and is going to help you to understand that you are a fully devoted follower of Jesus and you're not just a casual admirer of him from a distance? ¿Cuál es ese nivel que muestra que estás devoto al Señor y no solo lo admiras desde lejos? I want to challenge you and invite you to evaluate that and say that's where I'm going to start. I'm going to start right there because I will bet you, you start giving that kind of time, that kind of talent, 
that kind of treasure, what you're going to find over time is you've got to give more because the joy and the abundance just keeps coming. We'll talk more about that next week. But what would it look like for everyone at sunrise, everyone that says, this is my church family, this is where God has called me, what would it look like for everyone to come before the Lord with something in hand at all times? Not just on Sunday, but every day. ¿Cómo sería si todos vinieran con algo en la mano al Señor? You know what? I believe that when everyone is participating in the generosity journey within the local church in all the ways that they can and desire joyfully to do, I believe God begins to show up and do stuff. That's what I believe. And I believe if we can get into that point where we're all in, all of us are all in, God's going to be all in to do something way beyond what we can ask or imagine. Dios va a llegar y hacer algo. So I just want to say to anyone within the sound of my voice, I invite you into the generosity journey. I invite you into that journey. You see, we're rich, people. We are so rich. Generosity is for all. No one's excluded. No one's exempt. Nadie está excluido, nadie está exento. La generosidad es para todos. Why is generosity for all? Because Jesus Christ the greatest gift is for all. Jesus is para todos. Let's pray together. Let's go to him in prayer. Vamos a orar. Oh Lord, my, my hope and prayer this morning is that we would not simply admire the widow for her faith and commitment but we would understand what attracted her, which was you, O oh God. Que no solo admiremos, Señor, a la viuda, sino que podamos entender lo que le atraía, que era tu presencia. Jesus, you are so precious. There is no way we can begin to count what you have done for us in terms of its value. No podemos contar lo que has hecho por nosotros. The value of your body and blood given for us. The value of the empty tomb. The value of your Holy Spirit that you've poured out upon your people who turn to you and trust in you. El valor de tu resurrección, el valor de tu Espíritu Santo, Oh, Lord, we're rich. Forgive us for thinking that we don't have anything to give. Instead, give us courage to take steps of faith, to follow in the footsteps of the widow so that whatever we put in physically, whether it's time, our talents, our treasures, or all of that, whatever we put in, may we always be saying, I'm putting me in, Jesus, because I love you. Sea lo que sea que demos, tiempo, talento, tesoro, que siempre digamos, estoy dando de mí todo, Señor, a ti. Thank you, Lord. We just want to worship you right now and sing your praises. Queremos adorarte en adoración en canto, Señor. It's in Jesus' name we pray.